Welcome back to another episode of the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Phil, say hello to everybody listening. Hello to everybody listening. Thank you for that very literal introduction. You are the man, as always. And you know what I was thinking, Phil? Do you know what I was thinking? Yeah, I know what you were thinking. So we can pretty much wrap this segment up. Perfect. (laughs) What I was thinking that Phil knew I was thinking was, I have not, in the beginning of an episode in a very long time, told our listeners who might be joining us for the very first time what it is we do here. We are the Great Heavy Music Podcast. We review great albums post-2000. It's got to be post-2000. It's got to be great. And the way that it's defined as great is it's got to be something that I consider great or you consider great. And then we have the other one review it. Take a week or two or three even sometimes. Digest it. Go through it. Dissect it. And give it back to us and let us know what you thought about it. And it's just a nice way to take a deep dive on a post-2000 heavy album that we love so we can get some outside perspective from somebody we trust and may also think is an imbecile. Yes, uh, that's a f- pretty fair uh, summary of what we do, except for the imbecilic you know, accusation there. I mean, you know, we all know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I think I know who he's talking about here. <laughs> anyway. Okay. But that's what we do. So we're here for another episode, another installment. We got two great albums coming up, and I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag just yet. I got a lot to tell you about Omnium Gatherum's New World Shadows that you had me review, and I had you review a gem by Nagelfar called Pariah. So before we dive into that, we always jump into uh, kind of a connecting, reconnecting, seeing how we're going, seeing how life's treating us. And let's do that real quick, Phil. How are you doing, brother? I'm pretty good. I finally, I'm done nursing school. I took the boards, as they call them, the licensing exam, and I passed it. So I'm good to go. I'm a straight-up nurse. And I started work last, well, yeah, last week, really, Thursday and Friday. So uh, two days ago it was my uh, first, like, real intense day of orientation. It was pretty cool. It wasn't really that surprising or that hard. But everything's good because that shit's done. New chapter in life. What about you, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great, brother. Doing great. Kids are great. Wife's great. Loving the Florida sunshine. Loving the heat. Ready for this COVID crisis bullshit to be over with and hoping people are staying healthy out there, but I'm ready to get back to regular life. And I I do want to tell you, I think it's interesting that you got a sheet of paper and now you're cleared to stab people with needles and uh, help them with all kinds of problems, which is the way it was too with law school. It's like, you know, you go to law school, you're a smart person. Then all of a sudden you get a sheet of paper that says you can dispense very important legal advice but really nothing's changed you're exactly the same person yeah and also i think that um i i doubt it's the same for law <laughs> but for my occupation i think you could pull someone who has been just in around the area and in with uh, of, of patients and in you know um in the rooms a lot like techs and you could probably just like go hey you're a nurse now and then we'll just tell you what to do for like six months and then you'll just get it. Because our orientation anyway, even as a new grad, is supposed to be six months. You absolutely, I don't know how much you need to go to nursing school lectures to really do it. But whatever. Um, I think a lot of that shit's arbitrary. I understand the intent behind it. But you should definitely, um, you know, be careful and all that shit. But I, I really think that it's, it is funny to me that it's like, no, you, you didn't know what you were doing. And, and now all of a sudden you do. Yep. Congrats. Right. Exactly. Right. Everything's exactly the same. But now you know. And yesterday you didn't. And that's great that you have six months of training in the practice of law. You don't have any apprenticeship time, no oversight. You just get your degree and go practice. And it's like, well, 
Okay. Yeah. yeah Pretty no, good. Don't get disbarred. Yeah, that's the number one objective. All right, yeah. Phil. So now that we've done our quick recap, now the next segment is That's So Metal. Do you remember what we do here? I believe we pick something that's particularly metal, and we talk about it, you know, an occurrence, recent or not. And I have a That's So Metal for you. Are you ready? Yes, yeah, sir. I'm excited because we spent a long time hashing out this story. I had three. You had four. We put them in like a fucking Rochambeau table. We did yeah. like an NCAA bracket system, and this one won. Yeah, it was a comprehensive uh, process when it comes to figuring out which one we should present. And this is the one that won, so let's hear it. Kansas man requested a trial by combat against his ex-wife to settle their custody dispute. 40-year-old father makes a claim, and he asks the court in open court to grant his motion for a duel against his ex-wife for the custody of their kids. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I don't know if you're super familiar with Game of Thrones, but that is what that's from. And uh, he probably watched the episode where Tyrion Lannister demands a trial by combat and was inspired. That's awesome, except a little unfair. Does he want to fight her, or do they both get to choose a champion? That's my question. A representative. It, it, sound, it sounds like to him that they both got to fight the other, and then he says to accommodate the duel, he asked the Iowa District Court to allow him 12 weeks of lead time to either make or find some samurai swords, preferably a katana or a wakazashi. <laughs> make or find. <laughs> right? if- As though he would be able to, in on any night or day, craft a blade. Right. That's amazing. Uh, I'm going to guess that this was granted, and then he won, and he lived every, happily ever after, and it was the best idea ever, and he's as cool as he thinks he is. His kids are now <laughs> safely nestled in his house yes. with a picture right. of their slaughtered mother <laughs> in <laughs> right. the living room for them to remember her by. Absolutely. That, that's that's got to be what happened, right? I but, do um, lo- I do love it because in reality the guy did this because he wants to try to demonstrate the absurdity of some of the things that people face in custody battles and knowing that that's what I do professionally, I do love the idea that this guy took it to such an extreme saying – what, let's go to some. What, well, if you want to treat it like some arbitrary, capricious thing where you're just going to decide she's a better parent than me, let's go fight a duel. Well, that makes more sense. Yeah, I do love a good satire or a good, yeah, a good, uh, you know, mockery. Right. Uh, or making a mockery of something that is a mockery anyway. Precisely. So that's cool. So, yeah, that's legit. Cool. I like that. It's quite metal. Took some balls to say that. David um, Ostrom, we tip our cap to you. O S T R O M. David, uh, Mr. Ostrom, you got our That's So Metal. Stamp of approval. He prefers today, to be called Sensei. Okay. <laughs> so uh, let's just try to get that right when you address him. Middle name Miyagi. All right. Well, that that was our. I took a long time to get down to. We had a lot of good contenders, but that was the best one. So uh, yeah. I'm glad that there's at least a hundred stories that we went through. Sifting through them. Hey, uh, Phil. Are you yes. now? Are you now ready for the third part of our show, where we do the rock paper scissors shoot? Anything? I see you getting your wrists ready. Oh yeah, I'm I'm limbering up, brother. I gotta get my little. You're going down. Gotta get my shits loose. Okay. Are you ready? Cause you know sometimes you throw a little bit of weak sauce out here. Are you ready? Uh, I need a second actually. I was so torn up on that metal story that like I'm just not ready yet. Tell me. 
if you want to go first or second, because I definitely want to go first. Do you want to win? Do you want to win this? I want to play this, and then... I mean, regardless of what agreement we... Let's say we make an agreement before this happens. I still want to play it. No, obviously we're doing that, but I'm just I'm just curious. You know, like if you win the coin flip, you get to kick, defer, or or receive. Uh, right, right, if right, right, if right. I win it, I'm going first. I'm just telling you that. I'm asking you if you win it. Are you going to try to wrap the show up, or are you going to want to hear what I have to say first? I'm going to keep you on the edge of your seat. All right, all that? right, very fair. You like that? I like it. I like it. Okay. Uh, all right, I got one, but it's very detailed. It's what's the name of that thing that shoots the tennis balls out? Oh, I have no idea. Okay, well, whatever. The machine. No, no reason. The machine on a tennis court. Yeah. Okay. Purely random question it has nothing to do with what I do. I'm sure. <laughs> exactly. All right. But when, but when you do it, it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm yeah, okay. I'm ready, but it's very detailed, so we might have to go over this again. But I'm ready. Here we go. Ready? All right. It sounds like a load of shit. Let's go. Rock. Rock, paper, scissors, paper, shoot, scissors, anything, shoot. anything you want to do. Want Rabid to bear do. named West Mantooth. That, that machine that I was just talking about, but it shoots ninja stars instead of tennis balls. Oh. We always run into this problem, though. Is that thing autonomous, or is it having to be wielded by someone? And if so, who? You left that out. If it was just sitting there... Un- no, it's not wielding. It's just in, it's in the abstract. It's just... Sitting by itself, and some, it's, someone left it on. The bear or whatever has to get past it. It can't weave a whole lot. It's in a hallway. <laughs> <laughs> about that? <laughs> it's a fucking tight squeeze. Now, the thing is, if the bear it can jump and climb, it's fine, because it's only got one setting, and it's just shooting straight. <laughs> Ninja star. How did this rabid bear and a Ninja star-loaded tennis ball shooting gun... End up in a hallway. That's a better question. That is a great question. Um, we might need... We, but that's, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> you know, I think, <laughs> I think you just is- touched on something brilliant, and that is we first, before we need to play this in the future from now on forever, need to decide the battlefield. We've been missing that okay. <laughs> so critically. That's true, because we're just talking, you know, like I said, in the abstract, just totally without context, any of these... Uh, this fighting because if you're on my, if you're I on my home turf there's no plugs in the woods my bear's winning well if you're in my home turf I, there's a minefield before you even get to the fucking hallway <laughs> <laughs> all right well then here's what i'll say because you beat me to the punch on describing the terms of battle in the field i'm gonna acknowledge that in a hallway a loaded tennis ball shooting gun that is only unleashing a horde of ninja stars would destroy and eviscerate a rabid bear. And actually, it probably looked pretty sweet. It would be gruesome, but sweet. Okay, but I also wanted to ask, what was so complicated about your bear? Well, because the bear's name's Wes Mantooth. That doesn't make it complicated. It just makes it a a bear with a name. (laughs) So what? (laughs) Funny bears have names. Smokey, is he complicated? (laughs) It's pretty simple. Well, all right. (laughs) Well, fair enough. I just figured it was a lot of words. Ah, did you hear me? I don't even even know what the hell the thing's called. (laughs) If yours was complicated, mine was a fucking incomprehensible. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to defer to you then and say you won. 
Don't keep me in suspense any longer. What are we doing? Are you going to go first and tell right. me what you so thought about the Nagelfar album, or am I going first to tell you Omnium Gatherum? Since I'm giving you such a hard time, I'll let you go first on God, this. I love you so much. To. Cry. All right, then let's jump into this, because you told me to review the fifth full-length album by the Mellow Death Studs, Omnium Gatherum. And yep. I'm going to... Maybe surprise you a little bit here. I don't even know, but it's maybe not. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you might cry. You might be pretty happy. Let's Here's see. the deal. I'm going to boil it down as I start off first with the song opening track Everfields. And I'm going to try to mm-hmm. ease into it a little bit. Okay. I felt like this album should be a soundtrack to a movie. I just felt like it was not a standalone metal album. I don't know if you got that at all. I tried my damnedest to love it. I tried my damnedest to appreciate it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you, I didn't like it that much. I fucking love this album. I don't know if it's... Huh. It's a. I guess it's a bit of... I'm trying to see why you got the soundtrack, soundtrack vibe. Maybe it's because i mean it's a pretty it's pretty dramatic but i don't it's, know that it's more dramatic though than that that one that you said you already heard called uh what the fuck was that called gray skies um, gray heavens gray heavens gray that's heavens? right yep no no maybe you're right yeah, either way i because i've i listened to a fair amount of omnium gatherum and uh or maybe it's beyond is that the one beyond it's got an ocean on it anyway no, no, um, no, 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 not that one. It's the it's the one that oh, I'll get it for you. But keep keep going. Good, good. So I listened to some more of it, and I kind of just thought that's generally their sound. It's like a it reminded me a lot of uh, Root to Remain from right. In Flames. I didn't get that at all, man. Like the, I'll tell you, the thing that turned me off most about this was I don't think my pulse changes the entire album. It's, I, I don't ever get like that spike of adrenaline or just kind of feeling like of invigoration. To me, it's mm-hmm. like just the same thing for all nine tracks. And especially... Yeah, the same vibe. The same vibe. And that's why I say it's like a soundtrack. And I'll, I'll kind of point it out, but this is track one, Get Everfields. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I had on my notes, man. I said, too long way too long this song is nine minutes and you just lose focus on it like it it's got some cool riffs but it just sounds like a soundtrack to a movie i could just all the downtime for me was just i don't know this part here is cool this riff is cool but i just couldn't yeah, it is. just i couldn't <laughs> get into it and i like these guys a lot i mean we've seen them live together i love that song definitely off gray heavens uh, my favorite song by mm-hmm. them is off gray heavens and it's called Skyline. It's track two on that album. And um, I don't know, man. It's, this album is produced by Dan Sueno, another guy that we love. Guy from Edge of Sanity. Definitely. and um, What's the other one with the W? I can't remember the fucking name right now. Great band. Witherscape. Witherscape. Yeah, great, another great band. So I love Sueno. Great band. Love them. Yep. But I, you know, everything shapes up as to why I should like this album. I just couldn't get into it. And I'm telling you, I listened to it at least a dozen times. I kept listening to it in different settings, in different moods, tried to give it every benefit of the doubt. It just never excited me. So well, that's funny because this album, 
I think for me, right off the bat, I was like, oh, this is fucking awesome. So like, um, and I, I didn't even have to get into it like I do with a lot of the albums. Which is amazing to me because this one just, I, I wondered, this is probably my favorite of all the ones on here. This one and the next one are probably my favorite, Ego and New World Shadows. Um, just because this riff is great and it's shorter. This is only four minutes. Whereas the last sure. song is nine fucking minutes. And it's like, I don't know, just couldn't get it. This riff is really catchy, though. Really catchy. Yep. I think there's a lot. My favorite songs on this are um, The Distance, number eight. I like Soul Journeys a lot. And I really like New World Shadows, the title track. Um, yeah, I, to me, I don't know what. It, I don't know why I kept going to Root to Remain, but it really reminds me of it. There's something like a. There's a certain sound that. Maybe we'll, we'll hear it one of these songs. I know in Soul Journeys it's kind of there. And um, just with better vocals, and the songs are a little more comprehensive. But, um, yeah. Do you want to go track by track? Yeah, I'm going I'm to jump through. So Give me a vibe. Ego, okay. Ego is track two. I said better length, great riffage, a little bit more energy for me. This kind of had a little pep to it, right? So I appreciated that. And okay. it was... More what I'm familiar with from Omnium Gatherum. Like, this is a quicker hitter. Uh, four minutes almost on the nose. Four minutes and seven seconds. Gave me what I wanted and got out. And this song I didn't really have any qualms with. I don't I don't love it necessarily, but it was cool. I like it. And then they move into the next song is New World Shadows, which is back up to the six-minute mark and uh, is the title track. I said it's the first appearance of the you- clean vocals on the album, and I really liked that. I was, going to, I was about to say, did got to tell me you at least like the clean vocals on this song. L- love that part. it comes in awesome. I'm going to try to fast forward here to that part. Love that part. The, the clean vocals added a layer of dyna, dynamic kind of variation where I didn't feel that same kind of ho-humness of the other songs. Right. So, so you think... You feel like it kind of plod, like the album kind of plod through. Yeah. Doesn't really yes, matter. man. I just felt like it was a tr- like a trudging, just kind of like I don't know. I, you know, I got, as I was listening to it, I was thinking, I bet that fucking Phil told me to listen to this album based upon reviews he read, and he hadn't even listened to this album. I was like, kind of convinced that you didn't love nah. this, and you just kind of were going off somebody else's recommendation. And I was like, I'm gonna straight dick stomp him if that's the case. No, man. I. uh I've been getting into metal a lot, and uh, this is kind of right up my alley. I like melodic death, and um, especially stuff that I find this album to be crazy catchy. So I listened to this a good bit before I recommended it. Okay, and where do you find yourself most, uh, as you talk, answer this question, I'm going to move on to track four here for the listeners, uh, which is called, hold on here. I believe it's going to be Soul Journeys. Soul Journeys, yep, one of your favorites. I'm going to cue that up. So where do you find yourself listening? Like, what mental space or, like, what are you doing where this is really jiving with you? When I'm working out. Okay, so this is a workout jam. Yeah. A lot of stuff's a workout jam, generally, because, I I mean, I think it's one of the best times to play, and driving. But I, um, yeah, man, I think I put this on when I work out. I think it's, I find this album to be really inspirational. And uplifting and catch. I find it catchy. It's, it doesn't have the most energy. I mean, it doesn't have anywhere near the energy probably as Nagel Far. What we're gonna like, what we're gonna review. But yeah, I'm fine with that. I like the, uh, I like the tempo. It's it's like enough. 
Yeah, but so like this this song is a classic example of the first riff gets me excited like this is gonna be from some fucking shit goes down, and then it just tables off like. The, I mean, let's go back real quick. Let, let's listen to that again. Listen to this riff intro, okay, okay. and how it just kind of like you think it's just gonna explode, but it just tables off. Just just notice this. You expect something huge is coming. No, I think I know where you're talking about. I think it fits. I think that I think that fits. It's like a, it's like a, it's not yin and yang, but it's got contrast. You know, and then it because slows and then it'll pick up. Yeah. But because of the vocals or what? Because for me, the music behind it, it went from that chugging, really fast-paced, picked up to like something amazing, to this kind of. Yeah meandering that's the word that i used most when i was writing my notes that i felt like this album is meandering mm-hmm. i think it's a i think it's a stylistic choice that they did that and it just didn't jive with you and i don't know why I, it jived with me with me and i i guess i like the contrast i like the i like that i was expecting to do something and then it didn't do it what about this or, you know. what about this long part in the middle here it's like which part? This part. Like, nothing happens for like two and a half minutes in the middle of the song. I, I don't have a problem. I think it sounds cool. <laughs> the, the fact that I like... If you liked the way it sounded, maybe more, maybe the structure wouldn't bother as much. Maybe that's the distinction. Well, this is why... Like, between me and you. Th- this song, like, I put in my, my notes, this is, the, this is the second song on top of the first one where I felt like this is a soundtrack to a movie. This whole section of this Soul Journey song sounds sure. like a, a part where a guy is like kind of lost touch with himself or, you know... He's yeah, I, 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 I can picture the kind of scene you're talking about with this music. Yeah, I can, I can picture that. Very introspective, right? Like, I just... I don't know why it didn't hit the mark with me, but anyhow, I'm, I'm repeating myself. You get it. I, I, didn't, I didn't love it, and I think you're an idiot. That's fine. Well, I... Uh hate you and i'm gonna fight you <laughs> let's have a duel okay yeah the next one is nova flame i said yeah, another- chugging riff doesn't really go anywhere until the cool solo around three minutes another great song uh. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i just think the chorus is good it's uplifting it doesn't it's not that fast I, maybe uh Maybe you're in a Nagel Far mood, man, and you were just like, I want to get punched in the face. Well, and I will be honest with you on this one. There was, it's been a few weeks since you told me this one to listen to. And the first couple weeks, every time I put this album on, I was like, I just want to go listen to Nagel Far. I just want to go listen to Nagel Far. Right? But I got <laughs> over that, and I legitimately gave this one 12 full spins in varying wow. different settings. And by the, like, seventh or eighth track I was like I just can't believe this is still going on I don't know I just I, I could be totally I could be literally the only one because I looked online about like other reviews and stuff and I'm a, I'm definitely yeah. in the minority this is a very well regarded album 
well, whatever, that's fine. I mean, but yeah, I just some albums don't jive. I've had, I've come across albums that people were just tits over boners about, to use your phrase. Right. That I just didn't get. I just don't. I don't get it. That you know, one of my favorite examples of that we talked about before is Primordial. Everybody loves Primordial. You love Primordial. I do. I I always put it on. I'm like, eh. It's just nothing's happening. <laughs> like it's the same thing that you're saying, kind of about this. And it's not that nothing's happening. It's that what is happening isn't exciting. So a lot of it just drags. That's a perfect, you know? perfect example, man. Because I do. I love Primordial. Yeah, dude. Everyone loves that band, and I, I get it. I mean, I, I, I'm, I just, or I don't get it. I get that everyone loves it. Just doesn't, just does not strike me. And you got and, a pretty uh, Irish-looking face, brother. You look like you should love Primordial. <laughs> So you're saying I have a? I was gonna say something offensive to Irish people. Yeah, like a, <laughs> I'm just saying you look like a drunk redheaded idiot. <laughs> I'm not red. I'm not redheaded, and that's where I make my stand against all that. Not the drunk idiot. Don't ever call me redheaded again, you son of a bitch. <laughs> my hair is blonde, motherfucker. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? No, um, but yeah, I don't know. Just. Uh, and I, I've given them a couple chances. I'll give them another chance if you recommend them. I'll happily listen to them. But yeah. All right. Well, Nova Flame. It's okay. uh, been two minutes and forty seconds of this song, and it's just you know kind of hasn't gone anywhere. So, but this. Well, I think you, okay. But I'll say this riff is cool though, right here. This right here. Yeah. Come on, this is awesome. <laughs> That's a super fucking cool part. No no doubt about that. Okay, cool. Alright, let's go to the next track. An Infinite Mind. This is a song I don't love, so maybe we can be relatively on the same page. I, um, I said for my notes were another slow, down tune, meandering song. Cool, but again, a soundtrack is what I feel like. It sounds like a soundtrack to a movie. I tell you it's got awesome riffage. I don't like the groany singing. I hate groaning sounds, people's mouths. It bothers yeah. So like it's like chewing gum or something. Like, I hate that fucking sound. And he sings a lot of it uh, using that technique right for here. whatever reason. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. I just don't like the way it sounds. Like a creaky, um, like a creaky door opening that you're trying to impersonate. Right. And I'm sure it's a stylistic choice, obviously, uh, but um, not my style. Yeah. Not a huge fan. I felt like they could have cut this one out. And I felt like they could have cut out Nova Flame, frankly. I think it would have been a better album if they cut this thing down to like 40 minutes of just some quicker hitters. Man, you're going to come around on Nova Flame one day. I it's might, man. Happen. Hey, man, listen, weeks from now, I could be just humming one of these songs and like, I go back and check it out again, but nothing's sticking if so you far. sort of came around a bit on the Silent Circus, which I'm not going to say you totally did, you did a little bit, you'll just... There's a great chance you'll come around this one. Well, uh, that was different because I always liked the second half of that album. I think the first half is a complete yeah, shit you, show. you did say that. Yeah, that's true. But you hated it. And because you were like, this is, you said it was unbearable. The, <laughs> I still think the first strong. half is kind of ridiculous. But the second half I've always <laughs> really, really enjoyed. And now I'm just kind of like you, understanding that the first can be palatable. Do you consider Mordecai number four to be in that first shitty half? No, that's like dude, that's a song. great jam. Okay. Alright, cool. I was going to say, that's like the best fucking song. No. One of my favorite songs from that. that what is that, track three or track four? By that time, that's where it really starts four. turning around. Yeah. Okay, alright. That's like all the right. peak where it just crests over and then the rest of it's sweet. 
Okay. All right, let, let's go on to the next one, which is called Watcher of the Skies. A four-and-a-half-minute yeah, instrumental. Four instrumental. Cool song. Very cool if it were in the middle of an album that was super high energy. But to me, it's like a, an instrumental that just perpetuated the same issue that we're dealing it's with. It's more the same. Yeah. More the same. I just... I mean, I love the song, so I don't have a huge problem. I see what you mean, though, to a degree about about it not being that not offering much contrast to the rest of the album right but this is so uh, this is so Dan Sueno right here yeah and I definitely think part of the issue might be that I don't love the vocals with the music I wonder if the music had been matched or paired with a different vocal set not to say that the vocals sucked or that the uh, let me let me think this thought through before I just start pumping it out the guitars are awesome on this album there's no question there's a shitload of riffs they're tight they're pretty catchy they're hooky I don't love the composition like the structure of all of it but the but the riffage is still amazing the vocals are they don't blow you away it's cool they're they're discernible they're guttural but they're intelligible so it's I like that kind of style in the abstract but I just don't know that it paired all that well with this album into for me. And then I'm wondering if I would feel differently about this album if it had a different vocal pairing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. But but tell me what you think of the next one, which is called The Distance, track eight. You said this is one of your favorite I ones. I love this song. Tell me what you like about this one. Okay. I think it has a fair amount of energy. That, like, climbing, uh, whatever. Uh, this First of all, the beginning right here. Right here, right here. Um, yeah, and then right. it has really cool, almost Cliffs of Dover kind of sounding, um, like, rhythm that you'll, you'll hear. It. Um, and then it has a good bit of energy. I think this is probably the best structured song. It does kind of just yes. repeat itself, but I don't really care about that. Um, it's pro- Yeah, I think it's the best uh, designed song on the album. And I just think it has a really soulful, pretty guitar. And it's uplifting, and it... And I, I think the tempo is great. So I don't know. I pretty much never not listen to it all the way. Or if I'm gonna list, pick one song off the album real quick to listen to it, I'm gonna go to this one. But the other thing about this that you didn't mention is it clocks in at three minutes and fifty nine seconds. Yeah. You know, if you look back at all the tracks, Ego four minutes, great song. Soul Journeys too long at four minutes and fifty four seconds. If they had cut it down and cut out maybe that center kind of meandering part, could have been a four minute song that was a gem. We got Nova Flame. The distance, four minutes and ten Nova seconds. Nova Flame, no, Nova Flame, four minutes and ten seconds. That's a pretty good song. The distance, three minutes fifty nine seconds. And even at three minutes and fifty nine seconds, they're still fitting in these lulls. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, this part, what yeah. are you doing on a nine minute song? I don't know. So l- let's let's see. Tell me, because I agree with you. This one's a cool song. Doesn't stick around too long. Liked it. Heavy hitter. They bring the lull. They bring the energy. It has peaks and valleys to it. This one, I, I got. I like this song. Let's go to the closer, Deep Cold, 9 minutes and 29 seconds. What do you think of this one? I like the song. I think it's got, it actually reminds me a lot of the first song. It has like that long, like, um, sort of dramatic, um, sa- I guess you could say soundtrack-esque, uh, driving sort of ambient sound. That Once the guitar finally does come in. It's got like this, as the world turns, kind of fucking sound. But, 
because I don't mind the style, I don't, I don't mind the song. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's very similar to the first song, but I still think it's fairly catchy. And you'll, you'll, it'll start getting this. Okay, I'm going to read you my exact notes. I'm in a deep sleep at this point. Cryogenesis, deep cold, I get it. And I said, however, I do like the clean vocals coming back. We'll see. We found something you like. <laughs> <laughs> see, nailed it right there. Fucking. I don't know, man. As we're talking about it, I'm just wondering if it's just a situation where I felt like the, the music felt like it had to make space for the vocals and they didn't naturally fit it. I don't know. Maybe that's just kind of why it went that way with me, where I didn't feel like... It, it felt like two separate parts that had to be put together rather than a perfect blend of the two of them. And I could be totally wrong on that, but that's just how I'm vibing with it. Whereas I feel like when you go to their later, more recent albums, I think they had a, a better kind of coalescence. Like if we listen to Skyline real quick, that that song is just catchy as balls. And the chorus is crazy. Yeah, it sounds great. And uh, there's a lot of songs off the burning cold. I don't know if you heard that. Say again. There's a lot. There are a lot of songs, or there is a lot of songs, um, because "lot" is the subject of the sentence. Anyway, off the "Burning Cold," their most, I believe it's their most recent album. That uh, pretty fucking legit, man. I think you'd like that album a lot. I was I was yeah. actually considering recommending that one, but I I love New World Shadows, so I was like, I gotta go with this. One. Interesting. You know, I just think that the even though, because like for me, listen to this. The guitars are really simple. Yeah. Simple guitar with simple vocal. Now, how long is Sky? How long? This song is four minutes and 30 seconds. And I, I just think that on their later albums, my opinion is... The, they simplify the guitars to match and mirror more the, the vocal style. I think the complexity of the guitars in that New World Shadows album, there's too much fucking going on. And, and the vocals can't mirror that because this guy has a slow, trudging, bassy, deep voice. He doesn't have like a crazy chaotic where he can jump all around voice. So that, that that's why they kind of like contrast with one another. That's what I was... And, and that was just kind of I don't know that's why it was like muting out to me but obviously again I'm in the minority I've bashed this enough you know as far as bashing goes it's still a well put together album but uh, you know I love you you're the man I just it didn't I don't know it didn't resonate with me so let's um, unless you got anything to wrap up with this one you want to jump into the Nagelfar one uh, no I just all I have to say is uh, best album we've ever reviewed is Omnium Gatherum so uh, New World Shadows <laughs> that's the case Number closed one. yeah <laughs> uh, that's fine man no, that's cool, buddy. Uh, sometimes you you know you're gonna be on different pages, and uh, that's fine. Although I've yet to really shit on an album that you have recommended. Well, that's because I give you really good albums. I give you really good albums too. You just every once in a while you have your head up your ass. <laughs> I think everything I've given you has been amazing, 
And the stuff you give me is like, remember in Airheads when that chick throws the cassette of his demo tape out the window and that dog pisses on it and I have to go find it later? <laughs> I haven't seen Airheads in like 20 years, man. And like this, this car like bounces on it a million times. Anybody who's seen that movie really closely will remember this scene. That's like what you give me. And then I give you like platinum gold plated fucking Diapers. vinyl albums up on the Shit. wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you ready to dive into the one I ever gave you? Yeah. I'm going to take a shit on Nagel far right now. You're, no, I'm just kidding. Please do, man. Just to get back at me. Nah. Track one proclamation, a little intro number. Okay. Tells you it's going to be something uplifting. Proclamation is obviously a hateful, cool, very short uh, uh, proclamation of what's going to happen to you. <laughs> and uh, it's a good, I guess it's a good tone setter. It's not really a song. It's like 40 seconds of this guy, of Satan, possessing your house. Listen to this in the middle of the night. By yourself, right? Yeah, this is definitely what you want to hear as you go meet Jesus. Yeah, I need an old priest and a young priest. <laughs> um, but so not a whole lot to say. But I death guess is upon you. Yeah. Here we go. So, swarm of plagues. Um, I noticed in this song. Well, first of all, it's it's a good heavy hitter. Every song, I'm gonna repeat myself a lot. Because the descriptions apply to every fucking song here, but there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a progression, a chord progression, I guess, that is absolutely rampant in this album, and it's chiefly presented here, where it goes uh, da 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 da. That exact progression is all over this album. It's like I don't know if that's a genre thing or if that's a Nagel Park's uh, staple. But um, it's prominently factored into their main riff, um, which isn't a problem or anything. I'm just saying it's interesting. So you're going to be hearing that a lot. Um, so I have notes down. I say good main riff. I like how on the second go around, it opens into a little bit of a higher note, and then you're going to start hearing some blast beating. I thought you described this album as a death metal album, but I think it's. Still, I don't know if you did or not. But I find it's a black metal album, right? Like a melodic black. Because these are very shrieky, rat-like vocals, wouldn't you say? And yeah. um, so I consider this to be a—it sounds like black metal. And um, did, did you did you expect this catchiness though, right here? Uh, like the first okay. time, the first time you listen to it, you kind of don't expect that there's going to be that level of melody at that stage, did you? I wasn't that surprised by it. I don't know if I didn't expect okay. it. But um, I say in that way, they, they have a little bit of a technical death or melodic death uh, sort of style woven in because it's like almost like Arsis a little bit every once in a while. It's like, right. It's catchy as fuck, but it's also brutal. Um, right. And then this guy, he does it on this song and he does it on a lot of songs. He talks, or talks, he sings lines longer than you expect him to be and it's part of what makes it catchy. It'll hook, um, I'll find it on it. There's a really, really prominent part of that in another song, but uh, he does it on this song. Um, but, and I think you said that this album is a, there's a piano part in this too. That's really cool towards the end. Where it's like, yeah. So I think, I thought you described this album as avant-garde 
I don't know if you did or not the last time we I, did I may have. We'll have to go back and check the tape, but I probably wouldn't have sitting here right now. I just think right. it's chaotic. Right. Well, I was thinking, I didn't. I don't get that vibe, but I do. it does do some different shit that you might not expect, like the piano. Um, and throws out some serious melody. So I think this, song's a, this is a great fucking song. Um, it's very angry, but that's the genre. Right. So it's fucking legit. Um, you, you're in charge of the track here, so if you want me to go to the next one, tell me. You just let me know when you want me to go advance tracks. Okay, well, there's a chugging part that they start adding to the main riff, too. I think it's fucking cool shit. Basically, they change shit up a little bit, when even though they come back to it. And I think that's really neat. Keeps you engaged. You go to the, just go to the next song, Spoken Words of okay. Venom. I'm going to let it play for a second. Go for it. that progression again da, 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 da. Um, so okay I love this out this song because he really emphasizes a really cool part that I go around singing all the time and it's it's uh, when he says I despise you oh my right. god yes yeah. I sing I sang this to my wife on our 10th anniversary yeah I despise you <laughs> I said that earlier today to my girlfriend's dog I was petting it and I just started singing I despise you and she was like what? Yeah. What? And I was like, oh, but is, isn't isn't it perfect though? Just so like, the way he pulls it off. So and I hate you. Like, just so yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um. So, it's fucking awesome. Um. That dun 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 dun. dun. Very chuggy, you know. Um, and this guitar right here. Yeah. I have written down. Yeah. Let's play it. Hear that sound, that doo, 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 doo. Yep. And I have written down that there's like a vortex. I don't know if that's tremolo picking sound that they make. That, but um, it's so catchy, man. This uh, album builds a great atmosphere, like a hateful, swirling, intense, like, like cosmic, like I don't know, overwhelming fucking uh atmosphere that you can't yes. even, you can't escape yes it's consuming and, uh, it's all consuming yeah. everything around you it's so believably just like this guy yeah. really fucking hates this <laughs> like i don't know if you've ever seen event horizon yes but uh years ago you know how they go to like hell and it's like that that's what we're playing as you're going yes into that fucking, yep um so that's another great song i i would have put this in my top three um uh, you would or would not I definitely would. Yeah, God, um, same here. It's a great. I, I just love it. That dun dun da da dun dun. But and you can hear that 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 sort of staple, that sound that they have. That it's all over the album, man. I don't know if that's in their other albums. I don't know what that's about. I don't know if you noticed that, but I think that's so neat because something like that could get old. But the, know, they like, find right. a way to keep it varied, don't they? Yeah, because they don't feature like it's not a main riff. It's just something that. To throw into like keep it's like a uh, maybe a hook, but it's more of just a rhythm to keep it to sort of bolster the song. Right. Anyway, we can go to the next one if you want. All uh, right. Next one down. up is called the Murder Manifesto. Yeah. Um, love the beginning. 
And um, so the main riff is higher in pitch and less distortion right off the bat than, I guess, most of the song. It's a little different. And it has a grinding that kind of meanders a little bit, but it has some really cool squeals in the main riff. And the chorus is fucking awesome. So that's what I have written down for this song. Um, and super dark, right? How he's the, basically the, the crux of the song is he's writing this kind of like murder letter. My face is the last sure. thing you'll ever see. Yes. He says, I, I always move like a thief in the night when I move in on you as I murder you. This is, the for, this is for the sins of your prophets and the inequities of your priests who shed the blood of righteous and tarnished or blackened beliefs. So it's extremely, extremely Hallmark-esque, as you can imagine. Yep. This is, I'm just kidding. No, that's, uh, <laughs> no it's... This is... Uh, I, I really gotten into metal that's, like, angry. Like, I listen to this. I've been listening to a lot more. I know you're not a big fan of this band, but I've listened to a lot more of Skeleton Witch. Um, just... Black and thrash, melodic, or black and, yeah, black and thrash, melodic, black. Um, stuff with a li- just a little bit of an angry. Or a Sorry, Phil, you just had to shut up for a second. Just shut up. Sorry, Phil, there was something more important happening there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's fine. I'm not even... <laughs> I'm not even mad, even though... We should we should mosh again. Fucking soon. definitely. Dude, I don't know if you picked up on it, but please promise me that the next time you go back and listen to this song, just as a drummer, I pick this shit up, there's a spot where the drummer does a double snare hit. Bop, bop. It's like right in the craziest, heaviest part of the song... But they're just breaking it down so hard. But just that little extra flare on the snare drum gives it this double back beat where you're just like, God damn, I want to throw somebody over the railing at the fucking top deck of a show to this song. And that's funny you say that because I, I, I think there's so much good double bass. And um, there's a couple of parts where, not, not the bop bop part, but there's a, there's a part, and I think it's, um, I think it's Carnal that song um, Carnal Scorn and Spiritual Malice or None Shall Be Spared I can't remember anyway it made me think like man the, the drumming might even be the best part of this album it's very possible bro though, I know it just drives you so hard yeah it's just perfect I mean just non-stop the guy's got so much fucking energy so uh, what song are we in we did Murder already or we did Revelation this next one coming up is Revelations great Th- this right okay, here so starts Revelations. Revelations and it starts off with a bang bro So uh, my notes are pretty simple in Revelations. Good main riffs, double, great double, ba- double bass slash blast beat thing going on. Exceptionally intense lyrics. S- straight up murder your ass. Great jammer. <laughs> it's like, uh, what is that where he's like, I'm going to straight up murder your ass. <laughs> Fucking Anchorman. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that would be more appropriate for Murder Manifesto, but uh, I think this is also a top three of mine, although I'm really torn between this and uh, uh, None Shall Be Spared. My other top three, or the third, is up, is non-negotiable. It's up here. Yeah. Up. Oh, yeah. But, um, I know what it's going to be, too. Do you know? Because it's coming up soon. Not yet. No, it's, and the anyway. world shall be yours. Uh, well, man. That's a great song. Though. 
We'll All get right, there. Well, then let's uh, real quick before we roll through this one too quickly. I want to tell you how I heard about this band. I only heard about this band because of the 70,000 tons of metal crews. They got released as a band. Then I, I just so happened to stumble upon this album first. I didn't look it up. I just went to their webpage on Google or whatever and picked this album first out of the gate. And I have been blown away, just freaking tits over boners for this album since I heard it. When I saw them live, I went to both of their sets on 70,000 Tons of Metal. The dude is completely clean, shaven, bald, total no hair on top, beard, and his fucking eyes look like they are literally exploding out of his face when he's screaming on stage. It's incredible. They're so high energy. I fucking love these guys. That's legit, man. They must have been awesome. It was unbelievable. That. Just uh, little shit like this where they just break it down where you just start to bang, dude. Like... Just, dude, you see the uh, the the lyrics, the bulging eyes staring and begging for more. So gag on my semen, you dead fucking. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a nice little something to take to your third grader in the library. Yeah, you dead fucking. Are <laughs> um, right, you want to go to the next one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go to None Shall Be Spared. Cool piano intro. Let's let it play. Yep, something different. How would how did you receive this album first listen through? I love I was I said I love that sliding effect. I don't I mean I thought it was really catchy, uh, thrashy I guess. I just thought it was angry. I mean I, I didn't have a problem with any of that. But, but I mean did it did it surprise it. you like the first time through where you're like damn that was a fucking experience or did you listen to it choppy? Uh, no, I tried to listen to this uh, down the list. It was hard to find it on YouTube. Like there wasn't like a playlist where I had it all. So, every, so probably for a couple of them, I just went to the next Nagelfar song. But it may or may not have just been on been in order. But I did try to stay in order. No, I, I thought yeah, it was a good experience. It's a uh, it's a great outlet. I mean, like I said, I've been listening to more bands that are aggressive, angry, and and so I kind of, I welcomed it. I was I was glad. Uh, and I know you listen to some pretty brutal shit. So I was—I mean, I wasn't surprised. It's like this is this is this seems like something Alex would recommend. Definitely, and it's definitely catchy. So, I mean, I don't know. Good reception. Great. One of my favorite things about this whole album is the flow of it. I just think that from song to song to song, it just kind of gets better. Like I never get to a point where I'm like, eh, skip it or eh, this is done. This this song right here is a little bit of a reprieve. It's it's calm a little in contrast with the rest of the album. Right. I know, and actually, the, I, I have my notes out here. I have um, it stays a bit slower, but it's still heavy. Blast beats come in. I said reliably come in. I said yes. Awesome groovy part out of nowhere. Lots of cool distortion. Uh, the band is really not content with just resting on its laurels. It, it likes to throw things in that are different, maybe something you weren't you were not expecting. It's almost like a doom part from 3:20 to four minutes. That's um, a little atmospheric. And I think that's a lot to pack into a relatively quick song. So I, I just fast forwarded pretty... that part right here. I got to play okay. while you're talking. You know what I'm talking about? It's right here. I put it on. Yeah. Okay. It's more of a spin your hair, you know, in the pit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I think it's a lot to pack into a song that's not that long. Five minutes and 15 seconds. So I, I thought it was impressive. 
you know, they can really they can really pack a fucking lot into a pretty small box. So, this next one song. coming up is one of my favorites. You want to jump to that one? Yeah, let's do it. And the world shall be your grave. So this almost has a no. I was gonna say this almost has a almost the same riff to me as um, a swarm of clicks. That but as the main riff because they just love doing that progression. Um, I think this is what I wanted to point out where he keeps saying shit and you're not expecting him to, or or it's like a little longer than you expect it. I think where he's saying, I think it might be where he's saying, your worthless presence truly sickens me. It might be. But he goes, that, 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 that. You keep, you think he's going to be done talking, and he keeps throwing shit in there. And you're just kind of like, um, it just keeps you driving. It just drives us off. And so even with the vocals, they, they find ways to just punch you in your face, even when you're not expecting it. Do so you, he- do, do you yeah. hear at all what I was describing in the distinction between this and Omnium Gatherum in the marriage of the vocals with the music? This guy's voice, his, I, I don't know if he's more skilled, but he can... He can mirror and adapt to fit the song very differently than the Omnium Gatherum singer. Where the Omnium Gatherum singer is basically, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get that slower, paced, spaced, deep. It's the same. This guy's, he, he, whatever the song calls for, he will fucking do it. He'll slow it out and sing it slowly, like right here. Or he'll go fast as a motherfucker. It's just, he will match the music. I mean, I can see what you mean, yeah. Uh, I think Omni and Gatherum's uh, attempt at adapting to the different parts of the songs were just a throw in clean vocals. And I think they do a, a decent job, but yeah, I, I mean, he was pretty, um, what's the word, unaltering when it comes to the way he was singing. Yeah. Right. Um, but I do love that guy's voice, man. I think he's got a great growl for death metal he definitely does he definitely does but in the right songs whereas this yeah i I, yeah i mean i like the album chameleon yeah i hear you definitely um so but okay let's go back to the song He's doing that. You know what I'm talking about the way he's singing? Yes. He's throwing, he's just throwing. To me, I didn't expect that much to come out of him at those moments. You know yes. what I mean? And the, and, but the, also the lyrical, lyrical content is awesome. So the way he says, today you, the day you died is the day I smiled. Yeah. I, mean, I yeah, just yeah. think I was, that's so great. I was listening to that on the way over to my house uh, from my girlfriend's house, like driving through Main Street, Westminster. <laughs> it's all pretty in fall. I'm just like jamming out to this like murderous <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> right? And yeah. th- but this is like the classic song though of what I mean. This is one of my top 3 where at the beginning it's that boom 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 his vocals are going back and forth. Boom 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 boom. boom. And then the chorus comes and it's he's more drawn out the day you die. He can mirror the song and it just flows like effortlessly. Right here. I, I don't know, man. I just think that they have that perfect marriage. Him and the guitarist got it nailed. Yep. And goddamn, that that is like that might even be a better example. Of what I was talking about the singing, a silent tomb for all humanity, for all of humanity. Because I, it's just a long sentence. This he slips in there right at the end. It's a, it, it almost builds a tension. You're like, is he gonna get this in here before it's awkward? Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you know man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
like it's it's just I think it's cool. Um, so yeah, great song. My third favorite song is the next one, Perpetual Horrors. Let's do it. Perpetual Horrors. Second yeah. to last song, Penultimate. Yep. I love when he says, that's why I dominate, that's why I remain. Yep. I think that's a cool fucking line. Right. Makes you want to love it, man. That's why I dominate. So, um, at 1.30, 1 minute 30 seconds in, there's a pretty fucking cool breakdown, man. And uh, after he says, that's why I dominate, that's why I remain, there's like a, I don't know if it's a keyboard or if it's just a high-pitched riff, but I think it sounds neat as shit. Right here? That wasn't what I was talking about, but that is a great part, too. It's like eerie, like, Twilight Zone, right? Like, you walk out. You don't talk about, like, that. That, And, again, it's the same thing, we, the progression I've been talking about the whole time. Like, something's not quite right in, you know, on Main Street, you know? Yes. Almost like fucking Nightmare on Elm Street. Aliens took over. Something's off. You know what I mean? Yep. That and kind this of is, fucking This vibe. is another one of those two where I think the drums really shine. They got the mixing perfect on this album. The, oh. the snare crack is so fucking loud. You're just like, God, yes. Yep. That part, we just went. That down, 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 whatever. That was what I was talking about, the keyboarding. I don't know if it's the keyboard or guitar. It, it happened like 10 seconds ago. But um, well, that was neat. I'm not sure why I love the song so much. I think it's the delivery of the lines. That's why I dominate. It's why I remain. I don't know. That that kind of stuff can really jump out and um, make it my favorite. Even, even if other songs have more to offer uh, musically, uh, the way something's delivered can just jump out at you, and that that just does. And and it has a lot of other really cool parts like we like we had just talked about. And a really really fucking good solo, by the way. That um, is another thing we don't talk. We haven't really talked a whole lot about from this album. That they have there's some pretty good guitar solos. Yeah. And, uh, like, guitar solos aren't, like, obnoxiously technical death or anything like that. Even though this almost sounds like a tech death band or black. There's a little bit of, like, a soulful or kind of, like, I don't know, genre-breaking approach to the solos. I thought that was neat. Um, so, yeah, I think this, uh, this song kind of has it all. And a absolutely almost as good as I Despise You delivery of the line. It's not quite as good as that, because that's probably the best line on the album. But, um, yeah, so this is a top three for me because of those reasons. Fuck yeah, man. Awesome. You you want to jump uh, on the last one? Yeah, let's do it. Alright, last one coming up here is Carnal Scorn and Spiritual Malice. Okay. You, you want to let it play a little bit? Yeah, sure. Like we've been doing So like, um, obviously it starts off great. I have written down off-timed 2.5 minutes in gets really cool. I think there's like, if they do some kind of like, it's a rhythm I didn't expect. I don't know if it's really off-timed. But, um, if I'm right about where it is, because this is a little, this type of written shit I've typed in here. Um, if, I, if I'm wrong, we'll just let it play and fine, it'll jump out. Um, 
but then there's like a siren song or sound in here. Um, like I think it's right here. Yeah. Yeah, and that's maybe I don't know. It's not, not really off time, but it's just got a great rhythm. And, got, and it seems like to me too, they get a lot of sound effect and variance from just guitars and bass and a piano. Like, there's not a lot of. Uh, there, I don't think this is a bunch of computer shit. This is like from '05. I mean, this is the, yeah, just think, crazy yeah, guitar you can, sounds. Yeah, you can act. You, you know, and as you definitely know, you can get a lot of uh, variance of sounds from a guitar. You can do all kind of weird shit with just a guitar and tuning and. Um, so I'm sure they, I'm sure they did all that. Uh, it's a very bombastic album, too, you know. So yep. it kind of really, it really flows with the, the sound. Um, yeah. So does it, I said, I said at three minutes and forty five seconds in, it does some really, really cool guitar thing, but just stops really quickly. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know what it is. Speaking of uh, what we're talking about with the effects, and I think it's a gunshot at the end. Yes. To end the whole album. I was wondering if you're going to mention so, that the album ends with a bullet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which <laughs> was just a great way of punctuating the theme of the album. So, yeah, just a punch in the face from start to finish. Some really, really, really great fucking uh, lines. Amazing outlet. Absolutely should work out to this song. Don't drive with it, with it on. Yeah, seriously, this is a road rage guarantee right here. Could you imagine listening to this? And let's say you drank coffee. I don't know. You're probably a coffee drinker. But, um, and you're running and late. You get and you get stuck in traffic. Someone's going to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> it might even be me. I might get out and lose the fight. But something's going to... Somebody's getting... Somebody's getting a black eye real hard. <laughs> right. I might get choke slammed into a bed of some guy's pickup. But that's fine. Um, so, yeah. Boom. Anyway. So, yeah. Really great album. I was going to mess with you and shit on it. Uh, even before you didn't, I uh, you weren't really into the Onion Gatherum. Me and Jazz were talking, and uh, he was like, "Man, you should just fuck with him and just act like you hated one of his albums, and just keep see how long you can keep it going." And I was like, "Yeah, I really want to do that, but uh, I can't pick a good time to do it." Uh, or every time I'm about to, I'm like, "No, nah, I'll just you know, I'll be legit." But I'm gonna get you on it, one. Well, I wouldn't have believed you on that one. I gotta tell you, I wouldn't have believed you because I would have just been like, "Nah, man, this is not the album." To f- I wouldn't, I wouldn't even accept. That you couldn't have loved that fucking album, dude. That's one of my all-time favorites. If I had to be playing on the drums one album live just to feel the energy of like playing it and the crowd, I think it would be that album. Okay, fair. I get that. You definitely were boner about it. So boner, dude. I love that fucking album. And every song, I mean, the only thing I would change, I think I would probably flip the second to last and the last song, I think I would end with the mm-hmm. second to last song because that intro riff of the second to last song, I think is a better closer intro riff. And then I'd put the bullet sound at the end of that second to last song. But aside from that, I think it's a perfect album. I just, I was just, when I, when I first uncovered them and I, and I found this album, I was like, are you kidding? I've never heard this. How the fuck have I not heard this? Right. Dude. I've, like I said, I've come across a shitload of bands now that I've never heard of that have been around for a good while and uh, surprised. Even though, even me on the outskirts of metal for over the past couple of years, like I had been, I was still surprised. I had no idea shit out there that was that good. Right. Or that there was shit out there that was that good. It's amazing. So, 
So, so then I, I'm going to have to pull up a Mitch Hedberg joke here. We usually try to end with a Mitch Hedberg joke, which is great. But I also am really excited to share my album with you for next week or next episode because I, it's a band that I know you love and we have seen together. So that, right, that's sweet. a cool part about it. And so it's one of, okay. go ahead. Well, I was thinking of who it could be, but we've seen a lot. The Metal Crews, there's a lot of shit that got thrown at us. I don't know if it's one of the. Don't tell me. Just just tell me when you're ready. Right, well, I was gonna let you guess. Unless I'm gonna let you guess. It's pre. We saw it pre, pre cruise. So, so I'm gonna go with Opeth. Yup, yup. You nice. nailed it. Yup. So it's the only band we've ever seen together live. So I'm just kidding. That was pretty easy. No, I'm just fucking around. No, like, well, pe- we saw between the bear and me drink <laughs> over there. <laughs> and like people are listening, were like, "Oh wow, he's good." And I'm like, "No, it was only one concert." Uh, right. Um, yeah. But the album that I'm gonna give you from Opeth is called Watershed. Okay. You, yeah, you, I've heard of it. You, did you ever get into it? Nah. Okay, cool. Let me give you a real quick intro. It's a 2008 release. This is their last one that has the death growl juxtaposed with the clean singing. After this, it's all clean singing. Yeah, yeah. And you and I both know we love Still Life. We love... Uh, Blackwater Park. Blackwater Park is one of the best albums of all time. Ghost Reveries is amazing. Orchids uh, even, looks legit, but it's from the 90s. Orchids is yeah. great. My Arms Your Hearse is great back from the 90s, too. So there's... I mean, we both know plenty of, of great jams, but I really do feel that Watershed got overlooked. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts on it objectively and being a fan of Opeth. And maybe the way that you can shit on me is if you think it just doesn't hang, it doesn't stack up to the other back catalog. Like if you think it's a great album, but it's not their greatest, okay, I'll accept that. But for me... It's um, it's right up there. It just it's really catchy and really really heavy, and beautiful. So I love. I'm, it. I'm excited because I love Opeth. Even people that even things that people shit on with Opeth, I'm like I don't see the problem. I it's not that bad, you know. Like I've, even shit that's not as good, I, I I still enjoy it. So I've never heard anything from Opeth that I didn't at least enjoy. If I had to complain about anything, every once in a while, some of their songs are too long. Even though I get it, they're prog metal, but it's like all right, what what are we doing here? But whatever, I. Even still, I, I like them a lot. So I'm, I'm excited, man. It's going to be awesome listening to them. Good. Good, I, good I hope fall like time it. band. Definitely. I think you will find that three tracks in particular on there just get stuck in your head, man. Okay. So what do you got for me, brother? I have. I was going to have you pick one, but you know what? I'm just going to give it to you because you haven't, I don't think, heard this album or much of it. And I know you like this band. And everyone, this album is fucking amazing. So if you haven't heard it, you, you're fucking... You know, you're behind the times a little bit, almost. Anyway, the album is, the band is The Ocean. The album's called Phanerozoic uh, 1, because they're going to make a 2. Phanerozoic 1, Paleozoic. It's got green-looking stones on the front that are kind of, I don't know if they're stones, but they look really smooth. I'll send you a link on YouTube if you need to see it. Yeah, let um, me see. I'm, I'm, I know I am, I actually have like the physical CD of two The Ocean albums, but I got to pull them up Pelagial. the name. Yeah. I have Pelagial, yep. And then, what's the one you just gave me? Phanerozoic? Phanerozoic, and it's from 2018. You might have... Okay, I don't, ha- I don't have this one. I've never dived into this one real deep, so that's great, man. That sounds I great. think you're going to like it a lot. It's a really, really strong album. Okay, um, cool. Love those okay. guys. All right, well, you, I'll want you to do the Mitch Hedberg, but can I throw a Stephen Wright joke at you real quick, because I think you're going to like it. Hey, end it on that. That's perfect. Well, you can do both, but... He does a lot of one-liners also. He's not quite Mitch Hedberg level, but he's pretty strong. 
And he uh, he said, he, I tried to hang myself with bungee cord, and I kept almost dying. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that joke before. That's a great yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll end it on that, man. That's great. That's perfect. I love that guy. Right. My favorite one of his is when he says, I spilled spot remover on my dog, and now he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, sweet. All right, man. Well, until you're next hero. time. Until next time, this is the Great Heavy Music Podcast. Phil, you're the fucking man. And we'll be getting on to Watershed by Opeth and Phanerozoic 1, Paleozoic by The Ocean on the next episode. Until then, keep rocking. Later, brother. Yes. See ya.